Hi, everyone, and welcome to Climate Change, the Real Story podcast with Dr. Robert Marks. Dr. Marks, how are you? Soon, the Dr. Robert Marks radio show is coming up very, very soon. Updates in December, we'll let you know. Um, What are we going to cover today, Dr. Marks? Well, today, in light of uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, we're going to go a little light and go off subject of climate change, even though climate change is all around us. I want to talk about something that... uh, is uh, related to my medical knowledge and such, and that is, why are we fat? So in lieu of um, anything else for Thanksgiving, uh, it may give us some insights into our overeating in a couple of days. Okay. Okay, let, let me begin with, uh, I don't want anybody to uh, feel bad or or, um, or be insulted that we're talking about people who are fat. I mean, myself, I'm a bit overweight, and so is many people. So I don't want anybody to be perturbed. In fact, what I'm going to talk about is going to give you a rationale of why you may be overweight that is outside of your control. Now, to begin with, I think you've all heard of a number of people, uh, maybe a little overweight, complain that I eat like a bird and yet I gain weight. I look at food and I put on the pounds. We've heard that from many people. That's actually true. And I'll explain why. And then we have the other side of the coin where that same person may say, look at that fellow over there or that woman over there. They eat a ton at every meal. They eat five meals a day, you know, 5,000 calories, and they never seem to gain any weight. Why? Well, I hope to tell you why. Uh, let's go back to our origins as a species. And there's some explanation in that. Roughly 60,000 years ago, Homo sapiens, left Africa and went initially to the uh, Middle East and just the area of Asia Minor and um, uh, east of the the Middle East. Uh, Now, a group stayed in Africa and a group that went to the Middle East actually migrated into what's now India and Pakistan. Those people evolved a darker skin color. And that's not racist at all. What that did is protected those clans and those tribes from the sun damage that they were exposed to day after day. And they, the ones that had the darker skin, survived better. They were more nutritious. They were able to make better, produce more children. And that's why we have that today. Now, the other group migrated into Europe just 40,000 years ago, according to our science, our anthropologists. And, of course, uh, these people met the Ice Age. The Ice Age was going on. And of course, they evolved light skin, blonde hair, red hair, because they didn't need the protection of the, uh, from the sun, from dark, dark skin. But what they did do is that the lighter skin allowed them to absorb more um, uh, ultraviolet rays from the sun, activating vitamin D so that they did not develop rickets and other diseases from vitamin D deficiencies. So just understand that. Now, of course, uh, we, we've evolved since then. So what I'm saying is that each group evolved a strategy to survive what was going on at the time. And what was going on at the time in Europe and in Africa and in India is that the, these groups were hunter-gatherers. And there were times of scarcity, massive scarcity, when animal migration didn't allow them to hunt game or there were very little game around. And then the gatherers, due to droughts and other weather conditions like snowfalls and ice ice sheets, uh, limited the amount of uh, plant foods that they could obtain. So the 
evolutionary advantage of storing fat became ingrained in our genome, and it was done to survive periods of scarcity. Now, that's well precedented in the animal kingdom. Take, for example, that man is one of the few species that's able to store fat. Bears also store fat. Now, you know that they developed a strategy. They live up in usually the northern tiers of, of the different continents, uh, and they are omnivores. They eat insects. They eat berries, which during the winter aren't around. They're very little do they eat anything that it would be uh, confused with a carnivore. So they've developed a strategy to put on massive pounds and then sleep through the winter called hibernation. So this is what animals evolved to. Whales do the same thing too. They fatten up on krill off the coast of Alaska, and then they migrate south to their calving areas off of California and off of Baja, where there is no food for them. So they lose tons of pounds while they travel to warmer waters so they can raise their young. So every animal has a different strategy. Back in the caveman times, it was an effective strategy. But what has happened over the last couple hundred years is that the environment has changed. Where we don't have scarcities that much. Now, yeah, we have people who are poor and are hungry, but that's not a problem of abundance or lack of abundance. That's a problem of food distribution. Most of us have ample opportunity to eat every day. In fact, the ample opportunity to overeat every day. So what I'm saying is ingrained in us is a genome that produces different proteins that allow us to assemble and store fats as we did when we were in the caveman era. Now, people who have a really strong ability to do that, these are the people you look around are 400 pounders, 500 pounders, 350 pounders, and seem to be horribly overweight, yet they may not eat nearly as much as a thinner person does. Now, there still are thin people who have less of an ability to store fat. So now, with modern society and abundance of food, the evolutionary advantage has switched to these people who have less of an ability to store fat. So they don't develop overweight, congestive heart failure, they don't develop diabetes type 2, and they don't develop as much heart disease. So now it's kind of switched over. So uh, what I am saying is that uh, this type of an advantage has become a disadvantage for, for many, and that uh, the ability to store fat uh, is based upon a balanced diet. And that might sound absolutely heretical to people because in order to store fat, you need an abundant source of fresh sugar, glucose. Old sugar that's broken down is inactive and cannot store fat. You need fat, triglycerides in particular, to store fat. And then you need proteins or the enzymes to put it together. So what does that all mean? We've been told to have a balanced diet and that would be the best of all worlds. It, it is if you can control your calorie input. And this is why every diet works. Every diet works if you stick to it. The Pritikin diet is based on a lot of carbohydrates, but no fats and no um, proteins. So if you just have a lot of sugar and there's no fat to combine it with, you can't store fats. But guess what? You, you eat a hamburger and it just ruins a diet right there. <laughs> uh, and the same thing with the um, 
uh, the Atkins diet. Atkins diet works fine. You eat a lot of meat, a lot of fatty things, and you you avoid sugars. So again, if you miss one of those three, you could lose weight. Uh, however, you eat a cookie or a piece of cake and your diet goes to hell in a handbasket really pretty quickly. Uh, and then uh, finally, uh, the, um, uh, the South Beach diet is a protein-based diet of minimal sugars, minimal fats, so it reduces the storage of the fat. So when people talk about, oh, I have a poor metabolism, they're actually talking more about they have a genetic predisposition to store fats more efficiently than the next guy. Now, as I conclude, I don't want anybody to think that uh, this is an excuse that you should take. This is a um, uh, an explanation of why, in addition to calorie intake, uh, that some people are fat, even though they try their best not to be fat. So it's an explanation. It's not an excuse. Those people who have the genetic ability to be very efficient in storing fat just have a harder hill to climb and have to work a lot harder at it. So as you eat your Thanksgiving turkey, think of this as a um, as an explanation. Have a good time with it. And uh, if you gain weight, blame your genes. Don't blame me. All right. Well, I think this is fascinating conversation because the bottom line is any diet works. So we are just not disciplined human beings. So for example, uh, calorie counting works too. Once you figure out what calorie intake you have to take every day, if you figure that out, you're going to lose a 0.5 pounds a week, one pound a week. It just doesn't happen overnight. Kind of like marketing doesn't happen overnight. Kind of like business, growing a business doesn't happen overnight. Kind of like becoming successful doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of people don't have that discipline to have a balanced diet. That's it. Bottom line. Balanced diet with, with low calorie input. But you're, you're, you're very right. There's two basic reasons why we gain weight. One, we eat too much and we have a, a genetic predisposition to store fat more efficiently. So uh, again, it's, it's just an explanation that people should keep in mind and uh, go on their daily lives and, and be who you are and modify your, your, your bad habits if you can and accelerate your good habits and have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. All right. All right. That was Dr. Robert Marks, a climate change, real story podcast guys. Take care.